Okay, let's get started with this year's Parshas Chukas, Tavshinai and Gimel. Uh, just scheduling note, next week, again, by the time I'll be giving this year here from Beit Shemesh, uh, Parshas Balak. Hopefully I'll give it early in the week because I'm flying later in the week. And then we'll pick up with Pinchas, Be'ezashem, from Camp Kaley, uh, the following week in uh, New York, and Chuslaretz. And Be'ezashem will be there for the following uh, couple of weeks. Uh, and then um, we'll announce the schedule from there. Okay, but right now we have Parshas Chukas. Still in our Tzenu HaKadoshah, right here, Pasha Shuka starts with Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, the Devi Eliyahu, who wonders what the connection is between the end of last week's Parsha, and the, or last week's Parsha Bechlau, and the beginning of this week's Parsha. <coughs> Korach and Chukas. We've mentioned in the past, Rav Solveitchik's Ha'ara, that 38 years pass without anybody noticing. Korach takes place in the second year in the Midbar, while Chukas, we have Paraduma, and then Miriam dies. Right? If we don't think, focus on it, we don't realize that 38 years have passed since the rebellion of Korach in year two, and right before that had been the Miraglim and the Xerit to stay in the Midbar for the, for the next 40 years, next 38 years, and Miriam's death, which, as we know, is in the last year, in year 40, when Aaron, Miriam, and Moshe all, all died. But besides that, is there a content connection between Korach and Chukas? Ma'akesher... What's the connection between the two? So I put two parts of what he says together. Chukas is the opposite of Korach. In what way? Korach was all about asking and logic and it's not fair. And he came up with reasons. And if a begot is all tcheles, it obviously doesn't need one string. And if you have a whole room full of sifrei Torah, it doesn't need a mezuzah. He came up with reasons. Because after all, isn't the whole reason for a mezuzah shmira? So this room has enough shmira. You don't need any more <coughs> shmira. Isn't tcheles about remembering the kisei covid going all the way up? So if you have a whole begot, that's tcheles. So of course... He came up with svaras, he came up with reasons, he came up with logic. And therefore, he said to himself, right, we're all kadosh, we all have a brain, we could all use our intellect in order to determine and be part of the halachic process. But really, Parshas Chukas teaches us the danger of a korach. And maybe that's a reaction to the story of Korach that the Torah juxtaposes one next to another. We follow the Torah because Hashem says, Bitzmimus, with complete faith, Yes, we could try to figure out reasons, but as many of the Achronim point out, a time of a reason. It's from the same word tam, to be tasty. Tom, you taste something. It's a reason, because reasons make it tastier for us. But even if we don't have a reason, the taste isn't the mahus of the item. You can have something that tastes great, but it's terrible for you. You can have something that tastes disgusting, but it's good for you. The taste doesn't reflect the inherent nature of the item. The taste is just an external. Says the medicine. It doesn't taste like anything. Says Rav Mordechai says that's why we do mitzvot. We don't do it because of the reason. The reason might help us, but ultimately it is because the Kaddish Baruch Hu told us. As we've said, the Ramam writes at the, <coughs> at the end of Hilchas Me'ila, I think it is, that there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an obligation and we, there's a responsibility. We should try to understand as many mitzvot as we can. But that's not a precondition. Understanding is not a precondition. Even though, as humans, right, our children always ask, why? Because I said so. Yeah, that's not a good reason. Why? But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says so, we have to train ourselves. Because that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does it. Beinim huvnu ha-mitzvos le'ishur beinim lo, whether we understand them or not. We have to fulfill them based on what HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us. He told us, so we fulfill it. Then he continues, and this is a separate piece in the parsha that I put together. We have to do it and then try to understand. 
And he gives a mushal. He quotes from Rav Shradron. He gives a mushal, skipping down a couple of lines. He was walking on the way, and all of a sudden, he got a nail in his foot. Got a nail, went right through the sandal. Got a nail. It kills. He runs to the doctor. He runs to the doctor, and he says, What's going, what do I do? He says, ah, It's already starting to get infected. It's already starting to get infected. He gave him a prescription. Run, go quickly to the pharmacy, and... Go get the medicine. He goes. He sees the pharmacist is starting to make to mix this in and this powder and this and that. And yet he was making it. Every powder had a different color. And he starts putting them together. And the person who is standing there, the chola, says, What are you making? What are you, what are you making? That looks disgusting. He says, He says, You have to drink this. He says, could you explain to me exactly what's going on there? What are those chemical reactions? What are those bubbles coming up? What is, what is this change of color there? Could you please? You know, I only eat what I can understand. You know, and what I, where I, I know where it's coming from. So could you please explain? So, I went to pharmaceutical school. You're not going to understand anything I tell you. I could start, but it's it's... Impossible for the layman. You have to go for years. You have to get a to get a degree. The chola says, if you don't explain it to me, I'm not taking it. So the pharmacist says, okay, who's losing? Not me. Not my foot that's infected. You don't. You're not going to take it because you don't understand it. That's your problem. Obviously, the nimshal is move on. I got his I'm not going to do this if I don't understand it. Not for me. I only do what I understand. Kodesh Baruch Hu knows what's good for us. Kodesh Baruch Hu wrote the system. He wrote the system before we were here. Hanim shall move on line 18. Every mitzvah fixes. We've quoted in the past the Zohar, many Kabbalistic Svar that talk about Kodesh Baruch Hu created 613 parts within our body, 248, 365, the limbs, the sinews, and every mitzvah gives chiyus, gives life to that limb, to that aver, and that's where tchiyas amesim is going to come from. Every time we do a mitzvah which corresponds to a certain limb, we are being mechayed that limb. And Rachman al-Itzlan, there's a mitzvah that we forget, that we don't learn about, that we don't do, that we purposely... Uh, put ourselves away from, then eternally that limb will never live because we didn't, we didn't nourish it through our lifetime. But that's why Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us all the mitzvahs to nourish ourselves. Im Yitzchak Imadam, V'yomar, Shina Makayim Mitzvahs, Sheinu Meven Osam, I'm not doing it, I don't understand it. Harez Shote Gamor, it's a fool. It's like the, person, the, the, the patient. You don't understand the medicine, but you're not the expert. You're not the expert. Right, so... You're hurting yourself. Alkain. First we do nasa, then we do nishma. Chukas is the antidote, no pun intended, for the Korach rebellion. Korach was all about brains, and Chukas tells us, yes, brains, but up to a limit. There's also Zos Chukas HaTorah and Paraduma, the one mitzvah that Shlomo HaMelech, HaChachamikaladam, who was granted wisdom as a gift by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem says, what do you want? You want riches, you want this? Shlomo says, I just want Chachma. Hashem says, okay, I'll give you everything. But this was the Hirachokamimani. The only thing, but this is specifically put here to teach us based on the contrast to last week's parsha. Okay, that gets us, gets us rolling. Okay, a couple of other points we're going to focus on about Paraduma for the beginning of, of tonight's shir. Look in Prini Torah, again, this was uh, Rav Chadad from Be'er Sheva. Beautiful compilation of different thoughts on the Parsha. Rashi quotes, not the full Medrash, but if you look in the Midrashim, the full Medrash is there. Let's read it from, oh, first read Rashi. What does Rashi quote? <coughs> Beginning of the Parsha. Lefi zos chukas Torah. This paraduma is the chok of the Torah. It doesn't say zos chukas hapara. Zos chukas Torah. This is some law that is reflective of the entire Torah. Those chukas ha-Torah. Lefi shahasatan ve'umos ha'olam monin es Yisrael. The Satan and the other nations of the world 
say and taunt the Jews. Lomar, ma mitzvazos, ma tam yishba. Leficha kasavachuka. It says, chok zera himilafanai. It is a decree. Ein lecha reshus laharecha No thinking about it. So you see already in Rashi, you have the word chok and you have the word gzera. If you look in the Medrash, it's doubled. Look at the Medrash. Now the, in the source number three, quotes on top. Rashi Pirish, Lafisha Satan, Vumos Olamit Sa'arinas Yisrael, they pain and they taunt the Jews. This is the language of the Yalkut, right here, that Rashi is paraphrasing. I literally, I was I engraved a chok, I made a chok. Literally, I cut a gzeira. Double lashon in lacharushus laharacharal can't be mahar after it. And the question is, what's the double lashon of chuka chakakti gzeira gazarti? What's the double lashon? Number one. Number two question that many mafarshim ask. We know there are many chukim in the Torah. This isn't the only one. Again, the Sefer Achinuch tries to come up with as many reasons as he can in his commentary. There are only a few of them that he throws up his hands. And remember, he wrote the book to for his son. To learn with his friends on Friday night. That's why he writes the Sefer Chinuch. He always says, Bini, Bini. So a couple of mitzvahs, he says, what can I do? This is beyond my capabilities. So there are many mitzvahs that L'Chorah do not have an open reason. Shatniz, Basar Bachalav. No, there's a number of them. So why was Paraduma picked as the symbolic mitzvah of no reason? The symbolic mitzvah. There are various mitzvahs, yet this is the symbolic one. So he quotes a psikta. Psikta also, one of the compilation of Midrashim, who quotes a story, a story about Paraduma, to help explain Gezerah, Gazarti, Chuka, Chakakti. There was a story. They needed a paraduma. There are a couple of stories in Shas and in Chazal about the need for paraduma. The most famous one being in Kiddush and Dama Benesina. Okay, we're not going to focus on that one now. It was even about the, the non-Jew keeping keep it of a It's a different story. So there was a story about paraduma. They needed a paraduma. They couldn't find. Finally, by the way, how many paradumas have there been? We mentioned this in the past. Nine paradumas in history. Nine paradumas, and the Rambam says in Hilfus Para that the tenth one will be be Moshe Mashiach. Nine during uh, one in the time of Moshe, and then seven in the time of Ma'aseni, and then the tenth one, Bez Hashem, we're waiting for. They found the non-Jew had a paraduma. Can we please buy your cow? Buy your cow. Okay, how much you want for it? Three gold coins, four gold coins, fine. Right before they shook on it, the seller realized there's something going on here and he thinks he has a hot commodity. He realizes that there's something more here. Why do these Jews want this cow so much? There's something here. There's something here. Amar lahem, and imachar lahem. Sorry, it's not for sale. Not for sale. Amru lo shemal hoshal damatam avakesh. You want more money? More money? Okay, five gold coins. Five gold coins. Sorry, ten. Esther, twenty. A thousand. A thousand gold coins. We're going to get it. And they went to get a thousand coins. Ma asa osa harasha. What this guy do? Not only was he somebody who wanted more money and more money. Watch this game, this trick I'm going to play on these Jews. I know they want this red heifer that it never had a saddle on it. Never had any work on it. Nothing. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a saddle on it and then take it off when they're not looking. And then they'll really, the, the, right? The trick will be on them. I'll get my money, and they won't even have a paraduma. The chenasa—that's what he did. But now Chazal tell us 
There's a simon on the paraduma. That's why we don't have it today. Why were there only ten? There's a magical simon HaKadosh Baruch who put into the Bria. Called Parashalo Allah Aleha Ol there are two specific hairs on the neck area where the yoke is put. And Chazal had a Mesorah where those hairs were. As long as there was no all, these two hairs stand straight up. The second there's an all on it, even if not just pushing it down, but they don't come back up. They stay down. Two hairs, we don't know where these hairs are now, but two hairs. Va'od simen yeshba, and another simen. Kozman shalo ala aleha ol, eineha shavos, the eyes are equal. They work as a pair. Ve'im yunach aleha ol, az lo yiyueda shavos, ela posalos. They'll be looking, they won't be connected anymore. Sometimes the eyes look in different directions. These are the simanim in the paraduma. Kadosh Baruch put it into the bria. Back to our story. So the Jews come back to take the paraduma with the thousand thousand gold coins, and the the uh, the seller is foaming at the mouth, and he's he's ready. They said, just one second for a minute, okay? They took it out. And they realized something happens here. Amrlo, they say, thank you very much, but we're going to pass on this one. You can have your cow. Kiva chara oso rashakain hischil omer baruch shebachar beumazu. Blesses his nation. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives simanim in nature to protect this Jewish nation. V'nichnas l'beiso v'tala es atzma v'tavtsaro. He did what he had to do to himself. Kain yovedu kolayvecha Hashem. Says now the pini hatorah. This was the psikta. Were it not for these two simanim. Remember, most other things in the paraduma you can see. Does it have any two black hairs? You can see that right now. But how do you know if it wasn't a burden on it ever in its life? So Kadosh Baruch Hu put into the bria. If these two simanim didn't exist, everybody would make fun of paraduma and say, "How do you know for sure? How do you know for sure?" How do we know for sure that it didn't have an O? Yitachin, that it did. Kodesh Baruch Hu put these two simanim into the Bria. He was gozer, that this is the law of nature when it comes to para aduma. This is what the hairs do, and this is what the eyes do. These are the two Edim, Apishnei Edim, Yakum Davar, the two witnesses that are made, that there was no O on this behemah. What did the measure say? Now returning. On the top, chuka chakakti, gzeira gazarti. What's the double lashon of laws? Gzeira chuk, God made two laws of nature, the hairs and the eyes. I made two laws, ein lecha rishus lecha What does that mean on a deeper level? <laughs> Don't be mahar after the veracity and the truthfulness of paraduma. It's true. Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu put the simanim into the bria. That's that's the hair. That's the eyes. The put these two into the bria, and in that way we are able to rest comfortably in our knowledge that the paraduma did not have an. Okay, moving right along. Next medrash related to Paraduma. Again, we're talking about trying to give some uh, depth and appreciation to some of the well-known midrashim on our parsha. So, one of the more well-known midrashim, as we know, just the ha'ara that we've discussed in the past. It's amazing that Paraduma. It's a chok. It's a chok. It's a chok. It's a chok. And then towards the end of the section, and Rashi says it's a chok, it's a chok. And then towards the end of the section of Paraduma, all of a sudden we have these Rashis that talk about the symbolism of all of the uh, details of Paraduma. And Rashi quotes a number of times that after Pasuk Chavbeis, right, after the end of the section, says Rashi, 
And I found the following medrash from Rabbi Moshe Hadarshan. Moshe Hadarshan, we'll talk more about this in a couple of weeks, about uh, what, which medrashim Rashi quotes, whether Rashi ever quotes a Bamidbar Rabbah. So everybody quotes Rabbi Moshe Hadarshan more and other of his rabbeim on, on Sefer Bamidbar. But that's what we'll talk about that in the, in the future. Says Rashi, what does that mean? It's such a chok, but all of a sudden Rashi gets into reasons and symbolisms. Okay, we discussed that in the past years. I just wanted to focus on the second Rashi. Para Aduma. Mashal leben shivcha. Shetinev platin shalmelech. It's a mashal of a son of a shivcha, the maidservant, who dirtied the palace of the king. Amru tavo imo let the mother come and clean up. The mothers call the mother. Rashi quotes Chazal that Para Aduma is somehow mechaper for the Chet Egel. Para Aduma and Chet Egel. Right? Even though many times we don't want to focus on cows, right? The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, "Ain't nasa You're not allowed to use the horn of a bull. Why? What do you mean doing a mitzvah? Right? You don't wear gold into the Kodesh Kadashim. You can't have the prosecuting attorney and the defense attorney. But Paraduma is allowed. Paraduma is Vachabah Vatichet Egel. What's the language of Chazal? Very graphic. Tavo Ima Vitakaneach Tsoas Bina. What do we need such graphic imagery for? Just say the Paraduma is Vachabah for the Egel. It's very graphic. Why is this? Says your Pincus, and this is a thought that reflects and clues us in to exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu feels about us and how he looks at the relationship that he has with us. Says Repinkus in his classic explaining Mishalem sense. We'll start with the beginning. We have to realize... <laughs> The concept of tshuva and the power of tshuva. As the Pazik says in Yeshayahu, Imrachas Hashem es tsoas benos tzion. The same imagery. The waste products of the benos tzion. Tsoa, again, that's what, how our averos are termed. Shemash HaKadosh Baruch Hu mechaper aleinu hu barachamim gedolim. Bidomelem ima hamenakes tinoka. HaKadosh Baruch Hu cleansing us with tshuva is just like a mother cleansing her, her, her child. Hine, and a parent could appreciate this, especially if this ever happened to your friend's child in your house. Hine, im tinok If there's a child that gets dirty with dirt and dust and ketchup, so there's no problem with the neighbor cleaning that off. The neighbor is not going to have any issues with like wiping off his shirts. And putting some water on a, on a mud stain. No, it's fine. It's not an issue. Even a stranger might come over and, you know, especially here in Eretz Yisrael, total strangers come over and, and you know, clean, clean, your, clean your child. Sure, what? No, it's so dirty. But what if the child has a dirty diaper? What if it's not your child? Then generally we're not so fast. Generally, halavai, we should be. Call Yisrael Raven Zalazat. But there's an instinctual bond between a parent and a child. There's nothing wrong with that. That's part of who I am. And this is me. I'm a father. I'm a mother. This is my child. There's nothing negative. There's no, there's no negative feelings at all. There's nothing that I shy away from as a parent. Somebody else's kid? Somebody else's kid? I even... Remember, we were once learning about Dasha many, 20, more, 20 plus years ago in the Kowals. Remember, we once went to Rav Shechter with a, with a question about Disha and baby wives, this and that, and he was talking about it. And we said, Rebbe changed, Rebbe changed his diapers. He says, yeah, I changed my own kids' diapers. So, yeah, this is what a parent does, even the Kowal Adar. Right? You change. Locating me tiny if it's at smo nim asu az ve'ne kol ve'kula misrakim v'imenu ve'ne chom l'rachsol v'nakosa v'omrim. Find the mother. Find the mother. Because there's certain kinds of dirt that only a mother will clean. Kibarov ahavasa 
With the tremendous love that is so inborn and natural between a parent and a child, so they don't feel it. They don't feel it. They just change the diaper. That's the marshal. Why we're so graphic with Paradu and Egel? Because it gives us that deeper insight to how deep Paradu goes to the Egel, meaning what Shuva is. What Shuvah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wipes away our sins. What does it say in Yeshayahu? Imrachaz Hashem et Soaz Sion. Our Chatam, our Averis are compared to that child who dirtied himself. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, no problem. I'll clean it. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our Avinu. He's our parent. Kachim Chatan Shal Yisrael Ki Rabu Kol Kachat She'ein Zulas HaKadosh Baruch Hu Basmo. Nobody else wants to clean us up. Only Hashem. Because of the love that Hashem has for us. And this is the mashal. He says, And all of the, all of the, of the mishalom. And it continues on line 22. Halavai, we should have the love for our, you know, if it's an extended family member, maybe it's a little better. But if it's a stranger and a friend and no relation, generally it's more difficult. Kodesh Baruch is related to us. He's related to us. He's our child. We are his children. And therefore, that's the marshal. The Kar of Lishmoah, now on 25. Sha'aron HaKohen, Kadosh Hashem, Asher, Machshel HaSa'egel, Yatsah Bishkaka, Mitachas Yado. Right? Aaron had some role in the Chet Egel. Zacha LeMitzvah's Para Aduma. Sheyinaka V'Yikanech as Tinov Chet Egel. Why? Because Aaron HaKohen, the Oev Shalom, the Rodev Shalom, he's the symbolism of a parent who would clean off their child. And that's the, <coughs> that's the message that we have with the graphic details of the, of the Medrash. Okay. One more Paraduma connection. It is the first section of the Torah in the Parsha. Paragutas Pasig Yudal. Right after we have the description of the Tumen Torah, so it says the Torah, Zos HaTorah Adam Kiamus Ba'ohel. Right, this is the Torah. A man, when he dies in an Ohel, Kalavol, Ohel, Tumas Ohel. Tumas Ohel is described, as we know, Tumas Ohel applies by Misa and applies by Tsaras. Here it applies by Misa. Zos HaTorah. Very unusual though. Chazal picked up on it. It means Zos HaTorah. We're in the middle of the story here, Paraduma. Zos HaTorah Adam Kiamus Ba'ohel. So we know the Chazal, Chazal tell us, the Gemara tells us, <coughs> and the Rambam quotes it, in Hilchas, I'm sorry, I forgot to, it's the, on the left side, I forgot to number it. On the left side, the Rambam in Hilchas Tamat Torah, this is Perik, um, Perik Gimel Halacha Yudbeis, in Hilchas Tamat Torah, put it as 4A, it's like the exit that's added, after they build a, a highway, you got to put an extra exit, they have to name it A, because you can't change all the numbers. So the Rambam says in Halacha Yudbeis, Torah does not stay with someone who is weak in their commitment to Talmud Torah. And not in those who only learn when they are perfectly comfortable and they're relaxed and they have food. Sometimes we have to do it. Sometimes if you don't have food at a shear, then nobody's going to come. That's just the mitzvah of of who we are. But, you know, hopefully, yeah, there's no, there's no food here, Baruch Hashem, Yisrael Kedoshim. Says the, but the Ramam says, you can't learn that way. You can't learn it. Everything's perfect. Or Shlomo Zalman once said that if he wouldn't have learned if he ever didn't feel well, meaning, if he, whenever he had a headache, he said, that's the Lushen, it's quoted in the Fikub Amtakim in his biography, if he wouldn't stop learning when he had a headache, he would never have learned anything in his life. He says, I always had a headache. I was always starving. I never had any food. Shlomo Zalman says, I wouldn't have learned a thing. If I, if I felt a little, oh, and I don't feel perfect today, he says, I never would have learned anything. So I have to realize, we want it to last within us. Commitment means we do it. So the Rambam says, it doesn't come from someone who is weak or someone who is only um, committed when there is comfortable quality, a comfortable situation. Ella... And here's the connection to our parsha. The Misha Mamis not small a, and literally, if somebody would kill themselves for it, 
Somebody pushes themselves. Push, push, push. We should not work. We should work hard into our the most. One of my rabbi once said that one of his Talmidim came over to him five, six years after they graduated and, they sit and they're working very hard in a law firm right the first years. He said, Rabbi, I've never worked so hard in my life. So he was giving him chizik, but he thought to himself, he says, why not? What about years in yeshiva? I never worked so hard in, hard in your life. We have to try to push ourselves in, in the Torah as well. That's what the Ramam says. Amru chachamim, derech remez, zos ha-Torah, adam ki ohel. If we kill ourselves in the tents of wisdom, says the Rambam. The Rambam does not say that we're not allowed to enjoy ourselves at all. The Rambam does not say, <coughs> you don't have to think literally, just means committed and pushing myself. Right? The Rambam also says elsewhere that we have, to, we have to dress in a refined way and talk in a refined way and carry ourselves. Somebody pushes themselves, then it, then it lasts within him. Just as one example of this, in the introduction of the Evan Ha'azel, or Mrs. Zalman, Mrs. Zalman Meltzer's uh, commentary on the Rambam, and it's Hakdamah to Kadshim. I don't know exactly which year this was printed, but in the Hakdamah it was obviously printed during World War II. And he discusses in that Hakdamah, is this really appropriate right now? Should I be publishing Svarim during World War II? He named Nigmar Sifrizeh Olam. Right, the Sefer of mine is, is finished. The Tavera There are fires burning in the whole world. The world's on fire. Artos Poland Valita, Mikomos Atora Shemehem Umishivo Seamagdos, Yatsu Torah Vora, those centers of Torah, Ravisa Zalman says, was from Poland and Lita, we got Kalara Banim, Asherlo Amenu, Me Artos Elu Motsa Elu Meartos Elu Motsam, all the Rabanim from here, says Ravisa Zalman in Yerushalayim. Where'd they learn? Where'd they come from? Ubishivo Seam is Gadu with his Khan called Birki Atorava Yira, that's where they grew that's where they learned. They're destroyed, they're, they're pillaged, they're finished. And we who are Zochet, to be able to not have that, to not have that, what is our responsibility? What is our responsibility right now? Is it the most appropriate way, reaction, to be learning and publishing Svarim? That's his question on himself as he's about to publish this. Source number six now, turning over. Viata. Here's the question. Ha'im be'ez kazos efshar l'shloach l'rav b'yisrael sefer. Shetokno yishuvim b'devri ha'rambam. Am I supposed to do this? Ha'im alev panui l'kach. La'im b'sefer kazek. Can I assume that the people's hearts can focus on this? Or do they have the responsibility to focus? Don't you need clarity of thinking? I have to publish it. What, what does God want from us? Yes, we daven. Yes, we do everything we can. But... This is our commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Davka be'es hanara azos on utzrichim lehizchazek belimen ha-Torah v'lorak belimud el-agam be'iyuna and not just on a cursory level in the in the plumbing the depths ha'eish gedola ha'srefa nora the world's on fire and we have to get Torah in ma'im el-Torah to be mechabed that fire in ma'im el-Torah and there are stories about this in Shas Ha'hu Pulmasa, he quotes from Chulin, to Asal Pupadisa, there was an attacking army that came to Pupadisa. Arku Rabba of Yosef, they started running away. Pagabu Reb Zerub, Zerub meets them. Amarlo, he says, Arukai, you people running away. Can I ask you a question for a second? Kezayisha Amru, Bamakamara. So it's asking a Kasha and Ilcha Strafis, and then the liver and the this. They're running away from a pillaging army. And Reb Zeyer says, can I just ask you something? What's he doing? In Obviously, it wasn't such a, a calm, quiet, this is what you do. 
you learn. We think that, you know, we read Rashi. Rashi, one of the great, one of the greatest uh, individuals in the history of the world. So Rashi, we see Rashi. Rashi's done everything. Rashi is the Rebbe of Rabbi Shel Yisrael. Right, not just Rabbi Shel Yisrael. He's our Rebbe. He's our Rebbe in first grade. He's our Rebbe in, in Yeshiva. He's our Rebbe. Rashi on Chumash. Rashi on Gemara. Imagine learning Gemara without Rashi. It's like impossible. Who would learn Gemara without Rashi? How can't we can't? We think that Rashi was sitting in a base medrash all his life, quiet, calm, no distractions, nothing going on, and he probably had a, a secretary type who got a computer for him. Right, we think Rashi didn't have pens. First, just the, just the sheer. If we would just imagining just writing out, if we would copy every word Rashi wrote, you know how long that would take? Just copying with a pen everything Rashi ever wrote. But Rashi did it with quill and ink on, 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 on whatever he had, whatever materials. And that's even if he was just papyrus, just, just sitting calmly. But Rashi, what was going on in the world? Running from place, running for his life. But Rashi was Rashi in that, in that situation. Just like Ravissa Zalman says, I have to be in my situation. Whether it's the Crusades whether it's massacres, whether it's Rahman al Islam. Whatever's in our control, we have to do, but whatever's out of our control, <coughs> we have to just do what we can. Finally, we, don't, we learn this from none other than Yoshua bin Nun. Gemara says in Megillah and elsewhere, in Erevin, line 13, Kashara Yoshua Sartsva Hashem. Remember the story where Yoshua meets outside of Yericho, the angel, the Chabo Shlufa Viyado, and he has a sword in his hand. And, and, he does, and, the, and he's upset about something. And Shua doesn't know what he's upset about. And Chazal understands it, that there were, there were two options. What was he upset about? Was he upset about different... Averis uh, that uh, Yoshua had a hand in. And the, Yoshua, the Chazal Darshan from the words, Atabasi, I came for now. There was Bittu Torah going on. The Jews weren't learning. The Jews weren't learning? They were fighting a war. They were in the battlefield. What do you mean they weren't learning? The answer is our commitment. It doesn't matter what's going on around. It doesn't matter. We have to try to keep that commitment and do the best we can. Not only do we have the obligation, but it'll help us and it'll protect us. And that's the one thing we could do to try to keep the focus. I don't know if I mentioned last week. I think I mentioned that on Shabbos. They write in the in the new in the Rebel Yashiv biography that um, his kids knew his grandchildren, grandchildren, great grandchildren, whatever it was, they knew that when he was sleeping they had to be quiet. They didn't want to disturb him, couldn't wake him up. But when he was learning, they could make all the noise they wanted in the world. Screaming, there was nothing that was going to distract him. If he was learning in the room, there was nothing. They could scream and whatever they want. Sleeping, okay. Learning, you can do whatever you want because his focus wasn't going to be taken away from that daf. This is Arisa Zalman's message to us. Adam Kiyamas Ba'ohel. The challenge of our generation is Kodesh Baruch should keep protecting us and that, you know, what if we have? What if we can sit and learn? What if we can devote ourselves to do chesed and to live proudly as a Jew? Are we fulfilling? But this is the Adam Kiyamas Ba'ohel message. Okay. Moving right along. Let's go to Parachaf. Parachaf, Pasachas, and we have the story of Moshe and the rock. Okay, we discussed in past many answers. What exactly was the problem? The Ramban gives four answers. Other pshatim. Let's just focus on one little pusik to show the magic of the hints in the Torah to every little detail in our lives. Pasik says, Take the staff. Gather the Ada, the congregation, you and Aaron, <laughs> you shall speak to the rock in front of them. Chazal say this is one of the times where many people were magically squeezed into a small area. They're all standing in front of this rock and they see, they see it. And the rock will give water. And you'll take out water for them from the rock. And you shall give to drink. The Ada and their animals. And their animals. Says the Bnei Saschar, the Igritakala, the Bnei Saschar's commentary on, on Chumash. Interesting, it says here, the Hishkisa es ha'eda the esbeiram. And the water should give to drink the Ada, the congregation, 
The people and the animals. We know there's a halacha that you have to feed your animals first. Like the Gemara says in Masechah's Brahms. But here's the opposite. Says the Egretakala, no, look at the halacha. Here we're talking about shtia and not achila. The halacha is, one has to feed their animals before they eat themselves. That's by ma'achal, by food. But by drinking, a person gets to drink first. And he quotes it, see the footnotes, it's a mug Avram, says it beferish. Where do you know that from? Rivka. Rivka Imenu. We assume that Rivka did everything according to the Torah, right? Even before, Achalo Nitna. Stay I'm going to give you Eliezer to drink, and then I'm going to give you camels too. What do you mean? Doesn't she know the Ruach HaKodesh? No, no, no. Drinking and eating are different. Drinking first, the person drinks. The who, for whatever reason, the animal sees the food more, and then he feels more in pain, whatever. The who, Muchach what does it say in Shema? By food it says, and then only afterwards, you. While by drinking, right here, and also by, by Rivka Imenu. So even a little bit of order in the Pasik teaches us a halacha and reflects a halacha. Can't run over any Pasik, any phrase in the Torah, which is really the blueprint of the entire world. Okay. Next. Perachafalif. Perachafalif. We now have the words of Rav Dessler that are there to teach us something about human nature. Perachafalif, we have the story of the Nechash Hanachoshes. The copper, the copper snake, the copper serpent, there was a plague. What happens? The poisonous snakes were sent out amongst the people. They're biting people. Many people are dying and they're screaming, Help us, help us! Quickly get a serpent, put it on a staff, hold it up high. Whoever's bitten will look at it and live. We've discussed in the past the Ramban who says this is a nes betoch nes. Usually when somebody is bitten or hurt by something, they can't look at the other thing. It's going to make it worse. Somebody's bitten by a dog. Right? You can't look at a dog. So they're bitten by a snake. The Ramban says it's nes betoch nes. Dafka, the snake is used to heal the snake bite. Okay. That's, um, that's the Pasuk. Chazal tell us, Rashi quotes it. Rashi quotes, well, first the Pasuk. I'm sorry. Pasuk test. Vayas Moshe Nechash Nechoshes. Rashi, uh, the, Moshe made a copper snake. But it's better in Hebrew, and that's what we need. Then, Anachash Nechoshes. Asks Rashi, or Rashi is Meir, Hashem didn't tell him to make a Nechash Nechoshes. Right? Just to make a Saraf, which is a synonym for Nechash. Moshe, but Moshe says to himself, Hashem wants a nachash, I'm going to make a nachoshes nachash. HaKadosh Baruch Hu kara nachash, v'ani asenu shel nachoshes. Lashon nofel al lashon. We can read this Rashi a hundred times and say, what's the point? What, it's a word game? Oh, Hashem said nachash, I'm going to make a nach-. Right, you can't say it in English because it doesn't work. I'm going to make a snake, I'm going to make a copper snake. Okay, no, you have to say it in the Hebrew. Hashem says nachash, I'm going to make a nachash on nachoshes. So what? what is, what's the big, why is that so great? Right? What about a, a golden one, a silver one? No. Nechash nechoshes. A word game. Says Rav Dessler. He quotes first the Medrash in the beginning of source number eight. These are two pieces from Rav Dessler and Chelek Dalid of Michta Meliyahu. Ko prat. Rav Dessler starts off. No saf b'tziur halev ha-ma'or avodas Hashem erko gadamaon. We'll say the point already at the beginning. Right now we'll say his point. And then we're going to see many examples of this. The greater illustration that a person can imagine in their minds, the greater the effect on a person. Because people are visual learners. And enadomeshmia l'ri'ia. Seeing something, conjuring something up in my mind, 
Seeing a picture of something is so powerful. Right? Those learning Dafyomi now could appreciate. Maseches Erevin. You can't learn it without the picture book sometimes. Right? Because you can read the Gemara and the Rashi, but you see, oh, now I understand it. Now I, now I visualize it. Says Rav Dessler, the more, the greater the vision, the illustration, the greater effect. Amr Rabbi Ami, but Arba Mikomos, line three, Namar Balashan Azeh Aselacha, Bishloshan is Parish, Bimaya Aseyu, Beechalon is Parish, Aselacha Saraf, Lon is Parish. Right? It doesn't say what to make it. So, says the Medrash, this is the full Medrash that Rashi didn't quote, Im Amar, Im Ani Oseh Oseh Shal Zahav, Shal Kesef, Ein Halashon Azeh Nofel Alashon. Hari Ani Oseh Oseh Shal Nechoshes, Lama, Shalashon Azeh Nofel Alashon. Why? Because people are going to see it up there, which ultimately, as we know, is going to lead to them thinking about a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but they're going to say, hey, look at that! Nechash Shal Zahav. Okay, but if they have to say, ten times fast, look at the Nechash Nechoshes, It'll make more of a Roshim on them. It's going to affect them more. What, it's a word game? Either way, like the Mishnah says in Rosh Hashanah, it's just to bring people's hearts up to Shamayim. It's just to get a good rhyme? To get a good tongue twister? No, Moshe teaches us. The greater the illustration and the more that a person, it connects to a person, the greater effect it will have on them. We're affected sometimes by, even by, by the words. Wait a minute. It'll affect us. Right, we are visual. We need to be, right, to have the tangible in front of us. Right, what do we say? We mentioned this in the Haggadah year in past years. Yachol me Rosh Chodesh. You might think CBT is the triumph starts before Pesach. No, only at the Seder. Only at the Seder. Why? Why is it so important? We should have two weeks of CBT is the It's a good buildup. Why? So explain the Mepharshim. Or if Dessler quotes it here, because we need the props. We need the matzah and the maror and the charoses and, and everything. We need the props. La hamchish as nisei yitzias mitzrayim adet siurim chayim to to crystallize and to make more tangible these these ideas. Bechol yom chayav adam lizkar yitzias mitzrayim avabala pesach achiyav lesaper. You got to feel it, and we feel it more when we have what's in front of us. And he says the same same on the next piece. How do we improve our behavior? Tsiurim, tsiure halev, to imagine, to imagine, so to imagine a picture. Yosef Atzadik imagined a picture in the window. That saved him, as we know. He had his father in the window. Whenever we can imagine. He said, throughout Shas. It's amazing. It's a general point. We have so much imagery. Chazal give us imagery throughout Shas. Right? The Gemara Rosh Hashanah tells us. We're like on Rosh Hashanah, we're like sheep in front of Hashem. Sheep. And we think about that. All these far the Gemara talks about what sheep means. Right? The Gemara says, again, Rosh Hashanah, maybe we need it even more. We need even more so because of the time of year. So that's why there's even more imagery. Aserzi Mechuvah are defined by Chazal as Tluyim Vaomdim. We are hanging and standing. What's hanging and standing? If Chaim it's explained, we mentioned this, a very scary mashal. Somebody's on a, on a stool with a noose around their neck. They're standing and they're hanging. And as soon as you about removing the noose. The chazav throughout Shas. We have all of these right, uh, ideas that help us crystallize what we're supposed to be doing. And he even quotes Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, the Gemara at the end of Bezekah's brachas that we know. Rabbi Akiva tells his Talmidim that I've been waiting for this all my life. And they said, Rebbe, what are you talking about? Throughout his life, Rebbe Akiva, when he said Shema, he imagined what was going to happen. Not what was going to happen, as if it was happening. But what he says every day, Rebbe Akiva, it was so real to him that when it finally happened, it was no different than what he did all his whole life. 
So there's nothing. He was on such a level. But that's what we have to try to do on our own level, to try to imagine Gan Eden, to try to not imagine it, but to imagine and realize what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. Nechash Nechoshes. Nechash Nechoshes. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu um, made it that way so they can have a greater impression on, on Klal Yisra. Okay. Let's get to one more idea, maybe two more ideas for the evening to talk about a certain personality, one of the more enigmatic personalities in, in Tanakh. <laughs> and that's a Rashi at the end of the Parsha. Per Chafalov, Pasuk Lamedalad. Chafalov Lamedalad, all the way by Maftir. Vayomer Hashem Moshe. Let's go back for a moment to the previous Pasuk. Vayifnu Vayalu Derech HaBashan, Vayetzei Og Melech HaBashan Likrasam. Here comes Og again. He always appears when you least expect him. Right? It's kind of like in Saver Bracious when Shem Ve'ever, the yeshiva, always pops up when you least expect him. Where'd they go? Shem Ve'ever. Every person who disappears in Saver Bracious went to base measure Shem Ve'ever. So probably the person who comes up in more stories when you don't expect it is Og. So Og comes up again. Moshe goes to fight him. Vayomar Shema Moshe Altiroso. Don't be scared. Ki biyadcha nasati osoves kalamoves artso. I'm giving you to him. Don't worry. And I'm sorry, I'm giving him to you. And you're going to defeat him. <coughs> and and Moshe Rabbeinu takes care of him. And we even have a very fascinating story at the end of Mesechus Brachas, which I gave you in the, in the next source, which we'll get to soon, relating to the actual demise of, of Og. The question is, what is it about Og? First and foremost, why was Moshe so scared? What was Moshe so scared about? We're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu. What was he so scared about? Says Rabbeinu Bachai. We're going to do one Rishon and one Achron about Og. Says Rabbeinu Bachai in Source 11. Hinei chachamim sovrim ba'og zesh hu oso og shel mabel. It's pretty amazing. There was Og by the mabel and there's Og in Parshas Chukas. There's Og. Vishihigil Avram herachim arabim. He was the one that told Avram about the four kings of the five kings. And he lived this whole time from Noah, Abraham. Think about how long he lived, as we'll talk about it in a second. He says, some people say, Yeshapir, that it's a different og. Different og, just a descendant. But the Pashtus is, line 8, Aval, Anu, Einlanu, Elamasha, Kiblu, Chazal. We trust Chazal, Mamish, Oso, Og, Shal, Abraham. Right? It's the same og. So what happened? Moshe Rabbeinu comes to him and says, You again? Right? I can't believe you're still here. But that's why Moshe was scared. Why was he scared? Line 11. Why? Amar. Ani ben Meya ve'esrim shana. I'm only 120. You're more than 500 years old. If you don't have a, if he didn't have a schus, some type of schus, that was going to bat for him, he wouldn't have lived so long. Moshe wasn't nervous about this guy. He was nervous about what was behind this guy. The schus that he must have had. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to calm him down. Don't worry. I'm going to give him over into your hands. Skip down to line 19. The length of days of every individual in the history of the world. There are reasons from the Baal Hasibos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has his own, his own uh, scorecard in Shamayim. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, don't worry about his chuyos. But that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was worried about. If he lives so long, there must be something that, you know, yamim, as the Gemara says sometimes. That the Amoram say, what was the schus that gave them Arichas Yamim? Umi Yodeya Machshevas Hashem Yisparach. Who could who can know God's God's ways? Nimsei Slamat skipping down. Shalohaisa Yerasa Shalmosha Rabbeinu Alav Hashalom Al Kocho Gvrasov Al Gova Komaso. He wasn't scared of his height and that he was a giant. Rak Mizchuso. Because whenever there's a fight. Whenever there's a battle, it's not about what we see. It's about what's behind the scenes in Shamayim. 
Right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. As we say every morning, one idea. Then there's a second idea. And that's the second of Pincus of the evening, and with this we'll finish. <laughs> and that is, there seems to be something symbolic about Og. Right? We even have a separate line in Tehillim. Right? We also have Sichon Melcha Amori. But there's something special, something symbolic. Seems like there's something symbolic about Og. What is it? But to Hillim, he says in Source 12, There's a special Oda about Og. There aren't too many Hodos. So says Rav Pincus, something very fascinating. Again, we'll understand what we can, and the rest will have to leave. Hine says Rav Pincus, Adam me Iker Briaso Haya. Let me just add one other question. And why Dafka did Og have to fall at the hands of Moshe? His long life, Moshe brought him down. Dafka Moshe. Back to Rapinkus. Adam me Iker Briaso Hayamisofo When man was created, as we know the Gemara tells us in Masaka Sanhedrin and elsewhere, Adam was huge. Adam took up the entire world. Physical, symbolic, And as history went on, after the Chet of Adam and Chava, and after the Mabul, and after the, the, those, all those generations, right? They used to live a thousand years, and they were huge. And slowly but surely, the line of history, we got smaller, we lived less, and this is how history developed. Until finally, right, in times of Avos, Avram Avinu, he lived, not like what we live, longer than us, but ultimately that was at least within our quality of time of the Bria. This was one line of history from Adam going all the way down. Comes Avram Avinu, and he, he, he stops the the Eureda, and he starts having the Aliyah again. But either way, this is all one line in history. But Cesar Pincus, there's a whole other line of creatures that didn't come from Adam. What does it say at the end of Bracious? The Nephilim. The Nephilim, these, from the word Nafal, these giants that were half angel, half giant, they fell from Shamayim. This was a separate line in history. They got more as they were on land, more and more migusham. They were less angelic and more animalistic. But this was a separate line of creation, suggests Rapikas, based on Chazal. And that is why throughout history, whenever you had the giants against, against Avram Avinu, it was all a battle for who are the true creations? Who are the who is the Bakir Ha Nivra? Which is the Bakira Nivra? Is it the Adam Harisho line that went down and went back up with Am Yisrael? Or is it the Nephilim Og line? And Og's the only one left. And he has learned Zhuyos before whatever it is. But that's why these lushes are used by Nimrod, Amraphel, Nefila. The lushes are continued to be used throughout, throughout. Until finally, finally, all the way at the end, skipping down hundreds of years in history, it comes time for Moshe Rabbeinu. And finally Moshe says, I don't know what was he so scared about. You have this other line of history, of creation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, no, 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 now it's different. Now it's finished, you're going to finish him off. That's where Pincus ends, but we're just going to be most of one more point. So why did Moshe, why was Moshe the one? And also, how exactly was Og finished? It's an amazing Gemara. I gave it to you in Source 14. Beginning of the ninth paragraph of Sechah's Brachas. We know that Og Melech Abashan, what did he do? He took a mountain and he held it over his head. And he says, Moshe, I'm throwing this mountain on you. What does that sound like? Hmm, 
a mountain over the head, I'm going to drop it on you. Sounds familiar. And what happens? All of a sudden, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends some ants to drill a hole in the mountain. The mountain falls like a noose on Og's neck. HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes Og's teeth come out like buck teeth. He can't get the mountain off. And boom, Og is done. That's the Gemara. And what is that doing there? Because if you see the rock that... The, it was a rock, but it's really like a mountain in heaven, and a, it says uh, it says a rock, but it's similar, holding over the head, and sounds very similar to Kafal and Hakagigis. Similar. Maybe one could suggest that oh, up until now there was a competition, but now they have the Torah, and if they have the Torah, that's it. They're the Amanivchar. They are the Nivra Hanivchar, and Moshe Rabbeinu was the Nosein HaTorah. And you want to somehow recreate Kafalei Markagigas, you have this rock you're going to throw on them, like, like paralleling the mountain. Kodesh says, oh, you're finished. And he drops the mountain on the neck. Why? Because, oh, to kind of separate the Sikhli, the Torah, from the rest of Og, oh, you, you have a disconnect. Meaning you don't have the Torah. You don't have, you don't have a Sikha that connects to your body, basically the symbolism of the Torah. So maybe one could suggest that's why Dafka Moshe Rabbeinu, that's why Dafka this story. But this is Og, and for once and for all, after Parshas Chukas, we don't hear from Og again, except when we have the re- the repeat of history, the uh, review in Sefer Dvarim. But either way, this is Og, the enigmatic figure. So we have Rabbeinu Bachai, and we have Og Malachabashan from Repinks. As Hashem, we should. Uh, Obi Zochet, to recognize that we are the, the nation, the chosen nation, the chosen Nivra, Kaddish Baruch who chose us by giving us the Torah, and should be Zochet to fulfill all of our potential to the best of our abilities. Okay, we'll stop here. Be'er Hashem, we'll pick up again next week. We'll do it again on Monday. On Monday, Be'er Hashem, Parshas Balak, a week from tonight, and, uh, and then Be'er Hashem, we'll continue. I'm not sure which day uh, we'll have it uh, after that, but uh, Be'er Hashem, we'll continue. Okay, we'll stop here.